Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina moves to buy FastMed urgent care centers in the state. More than 9 million people have been removed from state Medicaid rules six months into the redetermination process. And new analysis looks at how many rural hospitals have switched to the new rural emergency hospital designation. It's Tuesday, October 24th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina announced Friday that it will buy all 55 of FastMed's urgent care centers in the state. BCBS of North Carolina has been a non-controlling minority investor in FastMed since 2012. It only plans on purchasing the FastMed clinics in the state and will ramp up operations in North Carolina, in part by increasing hiring following a COVID pandemic-related turndown. In a statement, the nonprofit health Health insurers said that around half of FastMed's locations are in rural parts of the state with limited access to health care resources. BCBS of North Carolina CEO Dr. Tunde Satunde said, quote, This pending acquisition would fortify critical access points of care across the state, not just Blue Cross North Carolina members, end quote. The insurer said it expects the deal to close in early 2024. The financial specifics of the deal were not disclosed. FastMed has been selling its urgent care clinics and exiting certain markets over the last five months. In May, it was announced the provider would sell 41 clinics in Texas to Nashville, Tennessee-based national for-profit hospital operator HCA Healthcare. And in July, FastMed said it would sell 26 of its Arizona urgent care facilities to Scottsdale-based healthcare system Honor Health. Prior to its divestments, FastMed operated nearly 200 urgent care locations in Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, and Texas. More than 9 million Medicaid enrollees nationwide have lost coverage since states began the process of determining beneficiary eligibility a little over six months ago. During the COVID-19 pandemic, states were prevented from kicking individuals off their Medicaid rolls through the continuous enrollment provision put in place by the federal government. However, states were able to begin the redetermination process on April 1st, more than a month before the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency. According to data released by the nonpartisan healthcare think tank KFF, nearly 9.3 million Medicaid enrollees, or about 35% who had gone through the renewal process, have been disenrolled as of Monday, October 23rd. This is based on the most current data from all 50 states and Washington, D.C. KFF researchers wrote that due to varying lags for when states report this information, the data provided by KFF likely undercounts the actual number of disenrollments to date. They also found that around 16.7 million people, or 65 percent, have had their Medicaid coverage renewed as part of the process. There is a wide variation in disenrollment rates across reporting states, ranging from only around 39,000 people losing coverage in Illinois, or around 11 percent of enrollees, to more than 917,000 people in Texas, or 66 percent. This could be due to various 
various factors, including differences in renewal policies and system capacity. KFF reports that some states, like Texas and South Carolina, targeted individuals early in the process that they suspected may no longer be eligible, whereas other states are conducting renewals based on an individual's renewal date or using automatic eligibility systems that can more accurately process renewals. KFF also found that of all people disenrolled during the redetermination process, 71% lost coverage due to procedural reasons, like missing paperwork. In New Mexico, for example, 97% of Medicaid recipients lost coverage due to procedural reasons versus just 3% who were found to be ineligible for coverage. People who were improperly kicked off of Medicaid have 90 days to contest it, and if their appeals are successful, can have their coverage retroactively reinstated. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has had to intervene in states with high procedural disenrollments. This summer, HHS Secretary Javier Becerra sent a letter to states urging administrators to adopt certain federal flexibilities to slow the number of disenrollments due to administrative reasons. And last month, CMS ordered 30 states to pause their redetermination processes to prove that enrollees weren't improperly losing coverage. As a result, roughly 500 thousand people regained Medicaid and CHIP coverage that had been kicked off state plans. Fifteen rural hospitals have cut inpatient services in exchange for more money from the federal government, according to a new analysis from the Washington Post. In January, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services launched a new payment model that allows struggling facilities to shed inpatient services in order to continue operating as emergency health care providers in an effort to prevent hospital closures. Under the Rural Emergency Hospital designation, struggling critical access hospitals hospitals or rural hospitals with fewer than 50 beds can receive an additional 5% over the payment rate for covered outpatient services. Hospitals that convert can also receive monthly facility payments that add up to more than $3 million each year. However, for a rural hospital to make the switch, its state legislature must first pass legislation that regulates the program. According to the Washington Post, as of this past Sunday, only 15 rural facilities are participating in that model. The Post found that 10 of those hospitals are in Republican-leaning states that have refused to expand Medicaid through the Affordable Care Act. All but two of the 15 hospitals are based in the South. In Texas, there are five hospitals that made the switch. Mississippi has two. The only states outside of the South to have a facility make the switch are Michigan and Kansas. The pool of rural hospitals that have converted is small, and so far the results of the program have been mixed. One hospital administrator in Arkansas told The Post that they were confident their hospital was now on the right path to continue operating. Whereas another rural hospital that opted to participate in the program ultimately announced that it would close, citing an ongoing inability to meet its financial obligations. There are approximately 600 rural hospitals in the United States that are at risk of closing. This represents about 30% of all rural health care facilities in the country. Many of these hospitals are facing serious financial challenges, including losses on patient services due to inadequate health insurance reimbursements and low financial reserves. So far in 2023, at least nine hospitals announced they would close.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.